Hello and welcome to SEO is not that hard. I'm your host Ed Dawson, the founder of keywordspeopleuse.com, the solution to finding the questions people ask online. In today's episode, I'm going to cover part four in our series covering the Google Quality Rates process, identifying lowest quality content. So in the previous three episodes, we covered the foundations of the quality rating process, how to determine a page's core purpose, how to discover more about the website and the content creators of the page, the topic of the content and what the key considerations needed to be uh, to take into account when rating a page. Now we're at the meat of the process, actually rating pages. And the process will now walk us through the different rating types from lowest, low, medium, high and highest in that order which suggests that raters are encouraged to rate from the bottom up, having to discount the negative ratings before moving on to considering if a page should get a more positive rating. Um, The lowest quality rating is definitely the one that is the biggest first hurdle to get over, and it has a lot of detail about what constitutes a low quality page. Indeed, the guide spends more pages on defining lowest quality content than all the other possible rating levels added together. So let's look in detail now at what Google determines, in their opinion, makes the lowest quality content. So to start, the guide um, talks about what the different types of lowest quality pages are, and it, it groups them into three sort of broad categories, which are harmful, untrustworthy, and spammy. Um, now, a site can be in one or more of these categories, but obviously, I think if, if you've been into one, that you, you basically, that's it, you're going to have the lowest um, level that you can. But these types go in terms of harmful, and this is stuff that's been um, discussed in the other podcasts, that's harmful to the self or other individuals, harmful to specified groups, like um, sort of being defamatory or um, encouraging people to harm other other groups, and harmfully misleading information, so sort of stuff that's just plain wrong, and if people follow that advice, then they're going to they're gonna come to harm um, or financial loss. Um the second thought is on, is on trustworthy web pages. Um, so these, where they have untrustworthy characteristics like pages which have a deceptive purpose or design, um, or pages that which are sort of dis- designed to manipulate people into doing things that benefit the website owners rather than the actual um, user themselves, um, and which can also cause harm to themselves and others. And the third one is spammy web pages. Um, now these are ones which have um, you know the, the Google would say cover their their web spam guidelines which is covered in separate documents um but examples include like sort of deliberately hacked pages um defaced pages spammed pages um and pages created with no main content or just gibberish so anything that's really really unhelpful like that an interesting caveat that they do add after giving us these three groups is that um just because content is controversial, one-sided, off-putting, or distasteful, it might not necessarily meet the criteria to be lowest. Um, so it's really important to sort of go through the guidelines in detail before applying um, a lowest ranking, just in case that this content doesn't actually meet that. It might actually be higher than, than you, it appears at first instance. So let's look at harmful to self or other individuals. Examples of the content like this would be where the content incites violence towards other people, where it makes serious death threats or realistic sounding threats, um, doxing people, so exposing information about people so that they can then um, incite harassment from other people towards them, how to make bombs or commit violent acts in you know in an easy way, advocating or glorifying violence and atrocities uh, and disparaging the victims of these atrocities, depicting... Um, 
or promoting information that facilitates or leads to serious harm to people. So things like, you know, how to, how to commit suicide, that kind of thing. Encouraging people to do sort of dangerous activities like drinking bleach and um, health advice that that's contradictory to sort of well-established sort of scientific-led health advice um, where it could sort of prevent people from sort of getting the best um, medical care or, or, or doing the right thing for them for, the, for their own health. Things that, are, that that sort of can come under the same banner but are not considered harmful are um, depictions of violence in an action movie, uh, a news story about violent events, um, any kind of educational content that might depict um, violence or um, sort of terrible imagery when it's in an educational setting, uh, an, an explanation of a scams, trying to expose scams, um, and um, portrayals of dangerous activities in a that, in a way that's meant to sort of discourage people from taking part in them. So it's clear here that it's it's the difference is whether it's educational, whether it's glorifying or trying to encourage a harmful behaviour. So if you're trying to educate people against it or teach them um, why something happened or the news around why something happened, that's fine. But if it's if you're trying to glorify it or you're trying to promote it, um, then then no, that's that's bad, bad harmful content. Harmful to a specified groups is the next sort of category. And this one's a bit more nuanced. Um, I'll go through the examples and you'll see the differences there. So if it's harmful if it's harmful to specified groups, if it encourages violence or ill treatment towards a specified group, promotes intolerance by demonstrating a staunch unwillingness to allow the views, beliefs or behaviour of a specified group, implies that one specified group is superior or inferior to another, and contains extremely ex- um, offensive and dehumanising stereotypes of a specified group. Note that stereotypes can be negative or positive. Now that's what is harmful. Now what isn't deemed harmful to a specified group is historical documentary of World War II featuring speeches from Nazi leaders, a stand-up comedy routine that plays off on stereotypes in a way that is not mean-spirited, a newspaper article about a hate organisation, the dictionary definition of a slur, or discussion about a particular religious text and its views on women, for example. So those are not deemed to be harmful to specified groups. So really, here it's the nuances, the tone, um, so if it's um, sort of serious and mean-spirited, then it can be considered harmful. But if it's comedy or artistic expression, then that isn't considered harmful unless it's clearly mean-spirited. Similarly, sort of educational purposes are fine, news purposes are fine, as long as there's a beneficial purpose of informing society on these issues um, and that it's done in a way where they're trying to sort of capture the beliefs of different eras um, into, in the context of educating people that is not harmful so again here it's, it's really the viewpoint on the positioning of the author of the content that will decide whether this is harmful or not harmful next up is harmfully misleading information so this is where a page has been produced with the intent to misinform people um, or the content creator may believe the inaccurate information they're sharing is true um, but this is particularly um, for YMYL, there's a very high standard. It has to be goes for YMYL, to- YMYL topics. Um, so examples are harmful and clearly inaccurate information. So content that could be refuted straightforwardly by widely accepted facts like making a false claim that uh, someone famous or a world leader has died or giving false dates for an election. So that's where you, know, it's, you can just see it's, it's wrong um, 
straight off the bat, but you don't need to do a lot of research. The next type is harmful claims that contradict well-established expert consensus. So this is things like claims that lemon can, can cure cancer or that buying a lottery ticket is a perfect way to save for retirement. So um, this is where you're going against sort of widespread expert consensus in a field. Uh, the third one is harmful harmful substantiated theories and claims. So this is content which isn't grounded in any reasonable fact or evidence. So it's really it's conspiracy theories. So things like uh, 9-11 attacks were planned by the US government or claims that world leaders are lizard people. Hopefully it should be pretty easy to see why this kind of content would be um, deemed lowest quality. The raters are actually told to research um, off, you know, do separate research to find out, you know, how far off these um, things are, and, and to check facts and see if they are misleading. And if if they are okay, if they are misleading, then yeah, market is lowest. Next, the users, uh, the raters are asked to check whether they th- believe a uh, web page or website is untrustworthy in itself. So, this is where they're trying to find websites that are engaged in deceptive or malicious practices, and it gets split down into a few different bits. So we'll go through each one. First one is inadequate information about the website or content created for the purpose of the page. So, this is where, for example, you've got a um, an online shop, but they're not giving you any kind of information on how to contact them. They may not have um, a secure checkout process. Uh, no information on where to do returns. That kind of thing. That on these, especially when it's on a YMYL, these kind of things where there just isn't enough information. Um, you can't work out who's creating the content, why they're creating the content, and they're not giving you enough information about you know how to get in touch with them if you know if you need to go back to them for recourse. They specifically say that YMYL pages or websites that handle sensitive data with absolutely no information about their website or content creator should be rated the lowest. And that's pretty clear on that one. Point two is lowest EEAT and lowest reputation of the website or content creator. So this is where if the EEAT of a page is too low, people cannot or should not use the um, main content of the page. So especially on YMWL topics. A good example of this would be an e-commerce store selling products where all the reviews that the raters managed to find online for this store say that people have paid but never received their goods. So it's, it could be a perfectly looking great website, but if they're just scamming people and not providing anything that people pay for and just keeping the money, then this should be marked lowest regardless of how great the main content is on their page. So this is where you know it's, it's been found clear that, that this site, uh, the content creators are dodgy. Um, you just don't even need to go and look at the main content. You can just mark them lowest straight off. Thirdly, we have deceptive page purpose and deceptive main content design. So this is pages or websites that are in, untrustworthy because they have a deceptive purpose. Um, so these are websites that appear to have one purpose, but in fact exist for a different reason. So for example, um, a website that um, impersonates a different site, so copying a logo and branding um, and mimicking another site. Um, Web pages that look like a news source or information page, but in fact are trying to manipulate people. So this is things like financial scams that that make out that they're um, trying to make it look like they're a newspaper, giving an honest and biased review of something, um, or try or give, um, say, celebrities endorsing a product um, on the page when these celebrities haven't and it's all faked. Web pages that claim to offer independent reviews, um, but in fact have been purely created for the owner of the website to make money without trying to help users. 
Um, so this is giving misleading or inaccurate information just so you can get people to uh, monetize from links or links or by buying the product. Um, impersonating celebrities websites is another one. Um, pages with misleading titles or a title that has nothing to do with the content on the page. So if someone comes to the page expecting one type of content and then get a different type of content, they'll feel tricked. Um, web pages um, with deceptive website information. So they try and misrepresent who they actually are. They don't actually give the, the real details of who the page owner is um, and how to content contact the site or how the content was created. So they're trying to manipulate, they're trying to pretend to be one thing um, and actually turn out to be uh, completely something else. Another type of deception that's specifically um, sort of flagged is um, sort of de deceptive design um, patterns. So these are things where you've got ads in the main content disguised as main content. So um, this is things where you think a search box or a button click next, that kind of thing where you're expecting it to take to the next page or perform an action on the page actually is an ad and clicking it will boot you off to another site. Uh, and pages that disguise ads as navigation links. Um, they give an example of a fake directory page uh, where it looks like helpful links, but really it's just loads of links trying to get you off onto other people's sites. The next category is deliberately obstructed or obscured main content. Um, so these are things like ads that continue to cover the main content when the website uh, visitor scrolls down a page, um, ads that are virtually impossible to close without clicking on the ad, pop-ups that obscure the main content and can't be closed without taking an action that benefits the website, um, interstitial pages that attempt to um, get users to download or click on a link that um, does not benefit the website visitor but does benefit the website owner. Um, ads that push the main content down so far that you might not even notice the main content. And main content in white on white text or uh, presented in a way that's difficult for people to read. So this is, yeah, sort of like trying to hide content on the page. Um, that's a deliberate spammy technique. That's 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 not a good well, but yeah, it's, it's clearly things like that. So where the main content is trying to be almost hidden away and other content being shown over the top that's beneficial to the website owner, not to the website visitor. Now, there are a couple of exceptions to this that are listed, um, and those are logins or paywalls um, shouldn't be considered as untrustworthy, deceptive or coercive. So these are things like magazines or newspapers which have to monetize through subscriptions. So paywalls are allowed. Um, some types of main content should be login protected like um, those with personal information on banking websites, social network pages, private pages, those kind of things. So um, it can be normal for a user to have to sort of log in to get to the main content, to do something to get to the main content in those cases, and that's acceptable. Um, and also there are, um, a, another reason is where, say there's some content that isn't allowed to be shown in a certain region. So um, for example, some um, companies don't show information into the EU because of certain privacy rules. Um, so if, if a website's choosing to restrict content to a particular geography, um, that's not a reason for it to be seen as lowest quality. At the end of the day, um, the, you know, the rate is told to use their best judgment. And also, again, at the very end, it's, they do remind the raters that it's okay for websites to have ads um, and to monetize, um, but it's just not to do it in a deceptive um, or, or 
or obstructive way. The next category is suspected malicious behaviour. So this is like phishing sites, basically, where um, they're trying to someone is trying to get you to input personal information, maybe login information for other things, and trying to sort of get this information off you so they can fraudulently log into these websites and um, sort of hack into things and or persuade you to do things that you shouldn't necessarily be doing. So um, especially things which might trying to encourage you to download malicious software um, all those kind of things essentially really scammy websites um, and they actually sell people that if you think that you are on a scam website like this then don't actually try and continue on the page don't try and continue rating further just mark it lowest straight away so you want to be really careful that you're not doing anything that makes could make someone think that you're trying to do something malicious so that covers um, what Google determines as untrustworthy websites that should be um, marked with the lowest ranking. The next section is spammy web pages. So this is where they want the rater to identify if a page is spam or not. Um, and basically, what the definition of spam is, you know, um, pages that are created to benefit the website owner with very little attention paid to the experience of the people who visit it um, and use these kind of sites you use deceptive techniques to rank highly in the search engines um, which they say might disincentivize creation of high quality content by crowding out good pages um, with spam basically so they go through a number of different um, points that, that could make a site be considered a spam so we'll just have a look at those now so the first one is you know you can't determine a purpose um, of the web page there's no main content little main content or very low quality main content so it says all pages should be created with sufficient main content quality so that the page can achieve its purpose um, but if any of the following are true then the page should be rated lowest um, so despite your best efforts the purpose of the page cannot truly really be understood because the main contest content is gibberish or otherwise unusable for people the page deliberately has no main content the page is deliberately created with so little main content that it fails to achieve any purpose and the page is deliberately created with such low quality main content that it fails to achieve any purpose. So this really is just like the page just doesn't mean anything, say anything and it's just rubbish. Secondly, we've got hacked, defaced or spammed pages. So this is where, you know, if it's happening on your site, it's not actually your fault that this has happened, essentially you've been hacked by someone else who has modified or added pages to your sites for their own benefit. Um, so this kind of spam, when you might have done it yourself, Google will hold you responsible for it. So if your site is liable to getting spammed or um, hacked like this, then you need to take action to make sure this doesn't happen. This is why you should take um, real care to make sure that if you have any kind of user-generated content on your site that you're watching out for bots and things like that um, this really is yeah it's one where it's not fair on you necessarily as a site owner if this happens to you but really they're saying if you're a responsible website owner you will take steps to make sure this kind of thing doesn't happen so it's something to really watch out for the third type of spam um, that they're told to watch out for is auto-generated main content so this is where someone uses little effort or originality with no editing or manual creation to just create huge numbers of web pages um, you know you can make thousands hundreds of thousands of pages with this kind of thing um, now there are plenty of sites that do auto generate content um, and that might be based off they've built their own databases they have um, sort of collated different databases together they fact checked them, money done stuff with them and then created a large number of pages from it and that can be fine 
this is really like incredible spam content where there's no real originality on into it they've just taken existing sent an existing data feed and just repackaged it um, with no real attention to the experience and no added value to anyone I'd visiting the page um, they're told that they can obviously check for generated content by clicking around multiple pages on a website and seeing if it looks like severely templated content um, they say from you know from a single page it's not necessarily always obvious that some things uh, mass generated like this but they say you must explore the website to see if you think it, the content is templated now they explicitly state that pages and websites made up of auto-generated content with no editing or manual curation and no original content or value added for users should be rated lowest so here again they're not saying you shouldn't do auto-generated content but if you do there's got to be value in it a value add for the user so that's the really key thing uh, to make sure that you don't fall into the trap of just churning out the same content as everybody else that's from freely available information that you're just repackaging in a way that adds no value the fourth type of spam that they single out is copied main content with no added value now this one takes a little bit of careful reading because it could be read wrongly um, if you just skimmed it now basically what they're saying is um, if you scrape or copy content from another source uh, without adding any original content or value to users then that's spam any type of content may be copied so that's text images videos etc images may be slightly cropped or edited to try and avoid detection but it's still copying um, just taking cut down sections of videos or trying to alter videos it's still copying now the key thing to consider here is that actually and they say it themselves it's not actually wrong to embed content and sometimes embedded content from another source is the right thing to do but what you have to do is add significant original content and value on the page so this would be like if you were to embed social media posts um, then that's fine as long as you add additional content context or discussion around it now that's the same with any other type of content so yeah it could be completely legitimate to copy a segment of uh, another document for the purposes of then discussing that document so the key thing really is to make sure that you are not just taking whole pages or just putting pages full of um, copied content or videos with no additional um, yeah um, context content or discussion around them um, so yeah if you're just creating automatically pages using these things or just copying from various sources to make a new page without adding anything yourself then that is going to be considered spam now there is one important exemption to this copying rule and that's licensed or syndicated content such as that um, news articles by Associated Press or Reuters that is um, syndicated around lots of different news websites that they consider to be perfectly fine. They then go on to give advice on uh, for raters on how to try and determine if um, content is copied. A lot of it is just pasting queries um, from sections of the of web pages into Google to see if their exact match um, text appears on any other websites and then to see if they can figure out which one was the uh, original source. Um, they also even talk about um, using the Internet Archive, Archive Wayback Machine um, to try and see if content's been copied previously but is now, you know, so the original source has changed so they can still go back and find the original source. So it's an interesting way of thinking how Google might automate some of these, these sort of uh, essentially duplicate content um, um, penalties themselves when they're going through it but it's interesting that they're getting people 
um, to manually try and rate this as well. I'm sure you're now wanting to see lots of examples of what exactly um, these lowest lowest quality pages look like. Um, there's actually loads of examples, there's pages and pages of links to examples um, of what Google them determine are the lowest kind of websites, um, quality websites look like. So I'd strongly suggest, yeah, downloading the document yourself. I'll put a link in the show notes um, and then go and look at what some of these examples are. It's really, really interesting seeing them and it's very valuable to look at. So in summary, we can see that the very lowest quality pages, those that co uh, cover one of these one or more of these categories that's harmful to people's um, sort of mental, physical or financial well-being, untrustworthy and deceptive, um, whether that be the, the content that's deceptive, the uh, curator of the content, the creator of the content is deceptive, the website itself is deceptive, you do not want to be untrustworthy, and then spam. If you are spammy and trying to do anything spammy, and again, it's manipulative and trying to not um, give someone a great experience, but just trying to uh, get them to do things for your own benefit. Those are all things where you're going to come flagged under this lowest category, and that's really where you do not want to be. So it's important to understand what lowest quality content is so you know how to avoid it. In the next episode, we'll look into what Google classifies as low and medium quality pages. I look forward to seeing you then. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe and share. It really helps. SEO is not that hard. It's brought to you by keywordspeopleuse.com, the solution for one of the questions people ask online. See why thousands of people use us every day. Try it today for free at keywordspeopleuse.com. If you want to get in touch or have any questions, I'd love to hear from you. I'm at Channel 5 on Twitter, or you can email me at podcast at keywordspeopleuse.com. Bye for now, and see you in the next episode of SEO is not that hard.